Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to our Saturday night edition of Prayer International Radio. This is Face to Face with Sean Holmberg and Chris Herzog. And we are here for two hours tonight to take your prayers, to intercede on your behalf, um, to join with our listeners to intercede on behalf of the nations and the kingdoms of the earth to read and study the Word of God and, above all, to worship Jesus. Above all, we are here to worship Jesus, who is our life, our all in all. He is our Savior, our Redeemer. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> I was reading in Matthew chapter 8, and it's a story about. It's this um, section of scripture that actually starts, and it talks of some of the different miracles that Jesus performed on the earth. And I found this one interesting. And it says, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And, you know, it starts off, and the first thing it starts off saying is when he had come down from the mountain. Because, you know, Jesus didn't do anything unless he had spent time with the Father. If you break up the life of Jesus between his teaching and performing miracles and traveling from place to place and all the things and that the scripture tells us about Jesus' life, I think one of the greatest things as far as time-wise, it, it, that all of the writers of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, make mention of is his the time that he spent with the Father um, throughout the nights, um, early in the mornings. He was constantly worshiping Jesus. I mean, worshiping the Father. Um, and it wasn't just when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane before the crucifixion. It was a daily routine. It was a ritual. It was something that he needed to do. I mean, he actually equated prayer and his relationship with God to bread, I mean, to the very substance of life. Um, we know that men need food and water to survive which is true, but Jesus at one point had said to his disciples, I have food which you do not know of, which is to do with the will of the Father who sent me. And so you'll notice that Jesus was constantly before the Father, as should we, um, because that's where we get the insight, that's where we get the revelation, that's where we get the knowledge of God's will for our lives is through reading his word and through spending time with him. And so before he did anything, he spent time with the Father. And then he came down from the mountain and said, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came out 
and came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And so here's someone who's coming in Jesus, and he had a need. But the first thing that he thought about wasn't that need. The first thing he thought about was worshiping Jesus. Jesus hadn't even performed a miracle for this guy yet. He hadn't even come to Jesus and asked him to answer his prayer yet. But he came to Jesus, and the natural response he had was to worship him. And so we should do the same thing. And so I'm going to put some worship music on, and we'll be back in just a second. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458, and we will be back in just a second.
Welcome back to Per International Radio. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. And so we'll get back to um, the story of the leper. It says, And behold, a leper came and worshipped him. And Matthew 8, 2. And he said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. It's interesting how he said that. Um, if you ever read up or read about lepers or know anything about the disease, it is probably one of the worst diseases that someone could ever have. Nowadays, it's so rare you'll never the chances of you ever meeting someone or actually knowing someone who has leprosy is close to impossible. Um, There is an island somewhere where there is still a leper colony, but for the most part, um, modern medicine and things have prevented leprosy. And um, But back then, lepers were treated as outcasts. Um, they they stayed outside of the city walls. Um, people wouldn't go near them because of it being contagious. Um, which I don't really know if it is or not. It may be. Um, but people kept away from them. And definitely Pharisees and rabbis wouldn't go near them, wouldn't touch them. Nobody touched someone with leprosy. And so it's not like this man didn't have a great need. Um, it wasn't, and you know, leprosy sooner or later will claim your life. And because um, literally, I mean, leprosy is so bad, your skin just begins to rot and body parts can fall off. And so, I mean, if you imagine all the bad things that you go through in your life and you put them all together, and it still wouldn't really compare that much to having leprosy. And so this guy comes to Jesus, and before anything, he just worships him for who Jesus is without even asking for anything. And then he says, Lord, after he acknowledged who Jesus was, he said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, if you flash forward to Damascus Road in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul, when his name was still Saul, and Saul was still persecuting the Christians, Saul was on the road in Damascus, and a great light shone down from the sky and blinded all the people that were riding with him. And there stood Jesus in front of Saul, And Jesus said, and Paul said, Who are you, Lord? And Jesus said, Saul, I am he who you have been persecuting. And that's my paraphrase of it. But And then Paul said, What do you want me to do? 
Because he, at that moment, when he had recognized Jesus, when he had come into an encounter with the living God, the only thing left to say is, what do you want me to do? And this leper who came to worship Jesus, the very thing, next thing he did was say, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he took his life and he laid it down at that moment in front of Jesus and said, regardless of all this stuff, let your will be done. And then in verse 3, it says, Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You know, like I said, Pharisees, rabbis, citizens of the towns wouldn't go near someone with leprosy. And here is Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the Messiah, looking at his own creation. You know, the, the Bible declares that through Jesus all things exist and consist. It says that in the Bible it says that Jesus was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him and nothing was made that was nothing was made that was made without him. And so this Jesus who created heaven and earth along with God the Father and the Holy Spirit looks at this man plagued by a disease who is an outcast who is rejected and despised by men. And you know, Jesus was very familiar with that. Um, Hebrews says that he was made our, he was made perfect through suffering and a faithful high priest in the house of God because he endured the same temptations that we endure. Um, Isaiah says that there's a verse that says he is a man of he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And Jesus himself said a prophet is not without honor except for his own country. And even though multitudes would follow Jesus at times, there were still those of his own people who rejected him for what he said and didn't believe him. And so here's Jesus looking at the slapper fully knowing the power of God, fully knowing the situation, fully knowing this guy has leprosy. You know, the, the leper didn't have to explain to Jesus, well, this is what's wrong, and this is what's wrong, this is what's wrong, because Jesus knew. And even if it was, whether or not it was apparent by looking at him, which usually it would have been if he had leprosy, Jesus didn't hesitate to reach out and touch him. Because he didn't see the disease. He didn't see the issues. He didn't see the depression that this guy had from living with leprosy. He didn't see anything but a lamb. And he didn't see anything but a creation. And... Jesus said, I am willing to be cleansed. And it says immediately, 
You'll notice when Jesus prayed for people, he usually didn't use a whole lot of words. Jesus, for the most part, he knew his place in the Father. He knew why he had been sent. He knew the authority that he had through the Father as he was acting as an ambassador to the Father. Much like we, as believers, act and are called to be ambassadors to Christ, Jesus And this is immediately the leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Wow. And... Something, this man's life was just changed miraculously. And Jesus said, told him to go about his life. There was nothing he needed to do. There was nothing left to be done because Jesus had just done it all with just five words. I am willing, be cleansed. Even in the next section, it talks about a centurion servant. <laughs> and he does it again. Jesus, it says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And so my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And so we see this centurion who comes pleading to Jesus. And Jesus immediately says, I will come. And you don't see many people in the Bible, if any, and I don't recall ever seeing any that Jesus turned down. The Bible says if we will draw close to him, he'll draw near to us. And the Bible says that Jesus said, if you ask anything in his name, I will do it. And all we need to do is come to him, and he'll meet us. And even tonight, wherever you are and whatever your need is, whatever is going on in your life where you need the Father. He's there to meet you. He's there to come to you. He's there to heal the sick. He's there to cleanse the lepers. He's there 
to remove the demonic presence and those spirits that would attack you. And he's there to rebuke the enemy. And he is there to provide for you. And all you need to do is come to him. <laughs> but then the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. It's sort of like when Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, Who do men say that I am? And his disciples, who had no doubt been asking, um, said, Well, some say you're like Elijah and one of the prophets. And Jesus looked at them and said, that's what all all of them say. But who do you say that I am? You know, when it comes down to it, when we're out there on the streets and in the cities and in the marketplaces and in our businesses, it doesn't matter who everybody else around you and what their opinion is. And as far as who they think Jesus is. All that matters is who do you say that he is? Who is Jesus to you today? What are you going to let him be for you today? What place are you going to put him in your life? And what place will you give him in your life? And Peter looked at Jesus back then and when Jesus asked and he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Spirit of my Father. And my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And even now, the centurion, <laughs> no one told him that Jesus was under authority. Jesus mentioned it. But this centurion understood that Jesus had been sent on an assignment and given a mandate from the Father. And so Jesus, being a man under authority, was sent with a command from the Father. And at the same time, Jesus represented that authority from the Father. And Jesus just needed to speak a word. He didn't even have to come to the house. He could just speak a word. And this centurion knew that with just one word, his servant could be healed. And it says, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. From the very moment that Jesus, you know, actually he didn't even have to speak a word this time. He just said, as you believe, so let it be done for you. And that quick, his servant was healed. 
first thing is to always recognize Jesus and recognize who he is. Because it determines everything else in our lives. It determines the course of everything. It determines the course of our prayers. You know, the Bible declares in Hebrews, it says those who come to God must first believe that he is. And, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Even our very salvation is dependent on us knowing Jesus. It says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And then it goes on to say that anyone who believes in his name is saved. And so first we must recognize Jesus. Recognize who he is. Recognize who he is without the works, without everything else. Because the works speak of him, but they're not him. Because he's far greater than the works themselves. The works just signify who he is. They are an expression of his countenance. They're an expression of his presence. They're an expression of his relationship to the Father. They are the fruit that comes from the life, that flows from the from the tree. And so we come to him and we worship him because he is and always will be the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. This same Jesus who was there at the moment that God spoke and brought life into this earth. He was there when we were still in our mother's wombs and God spoke over our lives and anointed us and gave us a calling and gave us a destiny and gave us a purpose which the father said I is it that his desire is for good and not of evil to have a future and a hope Ephesians says that we are his workmanship we are his special creation is what that workmanship means. It means that we were crafted and molded and shaped and formed. You know, an artist who paints or a musician who writes music, there's never one piece that's the same. Every piece is an expression of the artist. Um, I like um, a lot of different art and Bango is actually my favorite. Um, but you'll notice that every painting by artists are always a little bit different, but every single painting has a piece of the artist inside of them. There is always something that ties back to the artist. And if you look at those paintings and you know about the artist, you can recognize a painting just by the way it looks, just because of the expression on the painting, just because of the significance of the painting and what the painting actually says. And, you know, we too, we are the workmanship, the craftsmanship, the artwork of the Lord. Every person sanctified and created in such a special way that we still bear the mark of our maker. 
and we bear the mark of our Redeemer because we were given a new life in Christ Jesus when we accepted him and accepted the fact that he died for us and we were given a new life and so now we carry about the presence and the countenance and the expression of the Lord and we have become a living legacy, a living representation. You know, it says in I believe Corinthians it says that we are living epistles written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is the heart. And so we come to him, find out who he is, find out who he is to you, find out what he wants you to do. The second step is always, always, before we even need to ask anything, is to submit ourselves to his will, to submit our lives to his will. To submit everything, regardless of how it is, because he knows. And leave it up to him. And say, your will be done. If you are willing, your will be done in my life in my family's life, in my church's life, in my community's life, in my city's life, in my nation, in my world. And then if you know the Father, and you know the character of Jesus, and you know the works of Jesus, and you know the Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and it says that he changes not. Even though the mountains may be cast away, and sooner or later, this earth will be no more. He will stay the same. And if you know him, then you know his character. And you know what he would normally do and what he would normally say. Where he said, I am willing today. It says later on in the Bible, it says, now is the accepted day is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. And today, if you need him, today, if you need a miracle, today, if you need a breakthrough, he is there and he is willing. He is willing. Our call in number tonight is 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio. And we will be back in just a minute.
Father, oh God, we delight in your presence. Father, you have become our exceeding great reward. Father, we come before you, joined together as your bride, joined together as your body, and we would see Jesus, Jesus, you are our exceeding great reward. You are the riches and treasure and the desire of our hearts. Father, we come, Lord, asking that your will would be done in our lives. Father, that you would establish your will in our lives, Lord. That you would mold us and shape us and form us and transform us, Lord, into your image, Father. Oh, Jesus. Father, Lord, we long to be in your presence, Father. We delight to be in your presence, Holy Spirit. We yield our everything to you. We yield our everything to you. As David said, one thing I have desired that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Father, you said that we are being built together for a dwelling place of your spirit. Holy Spirit, fill us, overflowing. Consume us. Consume our desires. Consume our hearts, Father. Consume our minds, Lord. Consume every area of our life. And reveal to us, Jesus. Reveal to us, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Let us see and know him who is exalted above heaven and earth. Father, close on us. Lord, Blow once again over these nations, Father. Let the breath, let your breath fill this earth. Lord, let the waters of your presence flood over this earth, Lord. That all men may know you. Father, from the north, the south, and the east, and the west, Lord. Send forth your harvesters, Father. Send forth your laborers, Lord, into the field. Father, strengthen and give boldness, Father, 
to those men, women, and children out there who are serving you, Lord. Jesus, be glorified. Let your name be glorified, Father. Let your name be exalted in this earth. Let your will be done in this earth, God. Oh, Jesus. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Oh, Jesus. So we have a prayer request for Robin, who is having issues um, with alcoholism, and says once professed Jesus, you know, (laughs) I am pretty familiar with Robin's issues, um, because you know life happens, and there's no stopping that. There's always going to be things that come up in our lives who, that, if we don't, if we're not rooted and grounded in the truth, and if we don't have a support system of men and women to stand up with us and to stand with us, and if we don't allow ourselves to be accountable to other people, and if we close ourselves off and refuse to hear the voice of the Father, then there's only one voice left that we'll hear, which is the enemy. But, you know, the Father said that if he had a hundred sheep and one would go astray, that he would leave the ninety-nine and go for the one. And... Jesus said, I know those who are mine, and the enemy cannot snatch them away. David said in the Psalms, where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence? Where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence? And you may have loved ones, friends and family, who once served the Lord with a fire and a passion but through whatever situations they have slowly started to forget and start to drift away but you know his hand is still upon them and he still covers them and so Father oh God In your name, Father, we stand in the gap for Robin, Lord. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would touch her right now. In the very room in which she is sitting, Father, let her be filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, we rebuke and we break every demonic bondage, every spirit of oppression, Father, Every addiction, every chain, we command it to go and to be loose right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
Father, we speak forth healing into her heart. We speak forth healing into her mind, Father. Lord, give her a clear mind right now, Father. Remove the fogginess. Remove the cloudiness from her mind, Father. Let the windows and the eyes of her heart be flooded with night, light, Lord, that she would know what is the hope of your calling, Father. Lord, we declare life over her that she will live and not die, Father. We declare that she will live and not die, Father. And we declare that she is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, Father. We declare that she is the head and not the tail, Father. And we declare that she is a child of God. Father, so we thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you for Robin, Father. Thank you for delivering her, Father. Thank you for translating her from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of the Son of your love. Holy Spirit, have your way. Jesus, have your way in Robin right now, Father. Have your way in her heart, Lord. Have your way in her children's life, Father. Let her children minister to her, Father. Lord, you said if no one praised you, even the rocks would cry out, Father. And you said out of the mouths of, of babes, you have perfected praise, Father. So, Holy Spirit, even touch her children and have her children become ministers, Father, to their her to their mother, Lord. Let your presence descend upon her household, Father. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, your word declared, Jesus, <laughs> as you said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the broken heart, to find the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of, of the prison to those who are bound, Father. And so we, Father, we declare the opening of the prisons in Robin's life, Father. Father, loose, loose in the name of Jesus. Loose her right now, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your blood over Robin, Father. Thank you for your blood over her children, Father, and over her family, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you need prayer for something, our calling number is 619 Six three eight eight four five eight. We have a chat room open. If you need prayer, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail dot com, and we will be back in just a minute.
Praise God, we're back. This is the second half of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host uh, for the second hour here. And for the first half of the show, we were with Sean Holmberg in the studio, just sharing his heart and sharing the Word of God as always. And what a blessing it is to work with Sean and to just know him and his family. I know my wife and I are very blessed to know them. Uh, very thankful for you, brother. And praise God. Amen. Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. If you're listening in, feel free to call. If you have any prayer needs, we're at 619-638-8458. Feel free to go to the phone. And, of course, you can get into our uh, email by going into prayerinternational at gmail.com. And check us out on our website. We're at www.prayerinternational.org. Praise the Lord. We just want to thank those of you that are listening. As always, I know we have uh, Facebook family and Blog Talk Radio family, and there's other ministers that listen to us into the evening and some that are checking us out, archives. just want to thank all of you for praying for us and being supportive and encouraging you know, it means a lot to us just to know that we've got family out there across the United States praying and around the world praying. So praise God. just want to thank those of you in our chat room. If you're listening, check out the chat room. Look, we've got quite a few, about four in there right now. Uh, we've got Patriot Greg. We've got Miss Pretty, JC Overcomer Ministries, and all the services. Hey, we want to thank you guys. Just get in there and fellowship and pray and chat and do your thing. You know, we love you guys and we're praying for you and appreciate the support and just the testimonies and the encouragement. Well, praise God. Uh, I want to lift up a few testimonies just for those of you that have been praying. I uh, got some encouraging words. Uh, I know Brother Joe gave us a, a word about how his back was feeling better. We heard uh, that Al has been making some improvements, so... Just want to thank you guys for praying for Alan. Continue to pray. He is battling the enemy. Uh, the doctors have given him a report about leukemia, but we're believing in the name of Jesus. He will be strengthened and will overcome and will make major improvements there. And praise God. I, I haven't heard any new update from Sister Lupe, but I know that God was working in her. She got healed of some asthma. We just pray that that continues. And so those of you that are listening, uh, also Jason was making some improvements, uh, battling leukemia as well. So, you know, hey, let's continue to pray. God is a good God. He is a healer. And I just want to declare that tonight. Trust God with everything in your life. Trust God even when man's report is negative, even when man's report is up against you, and it seems like the odds are up against you. It seems like everything is going uh, horrible. 
and it doesn't seem like there's much to rejoice about sometimes. Listen, choose to rejoice and choose to be thankful and choose to have an attitude of gratitude and remember that you can rejoice in the joy of your salvation if you're in Christ Jesus tonight. If you're in Christ Jesus tonight and you've been washed in the blood and you're a child of the Most High God, you've got every reason to be thankful tonight, every reason to praise God, every reason to rejoice. And so we want to encourage you to rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice in the Lord always. You know, it's a commandment. You know, that's actually a commandment. It's what I would call an apostolic charge. You know, the Apostle Paul said, hey, rejoice in the Lord. Constantly. We hear that. I will bless the Lord at all times. You know, this is a constant theme throughout the Word of God. Rejoicing, blessing, being thankful. Having an attitude of gratitude will get you far in the kingdom of God. Listen, if you will acknowledge, just acknowledge who he is. If you'll be ready to give an account of the hope that you have in Jesus, that's how you overcome is by testifying, being grateful, with a thankful heart, with a grateful heart. God will honor that. God will honor that in you. Well, praise God. We're going to put our uh, information up in the chat room, so feel free to check it out. We just want to thank you again. If you're listening, if you need prayer, want to open up in some prayer for you guys. Father, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for Jesus. Father, we thank you that you're a good God. So thankful tonight for what you are doing in our lives. So so thankful tonight for the blood of Christ, which brings healing and is speaking today. That blood is just as powerful today as it was the day it was shed. And as we're entering into this Passover season, into this Easter celebration, whatever, if you're a Christian, you celebrate Easter, celebrate the resurrection. If you're uh, a Messianic believer and study the Hebrew culture, maybe you study Passover. Listen, either way, God sent his son Jesus to be the Passover lamb, to be the lamb to take away the sins of the world. So that that shed blood could not only wash away our sin, but break the power of sin in our lives and free us from evil, free us from temptation, free us from the bondage of sin and death. But also that blood, there's a blood covenant that was written that is speaking and just as God has the Israelites, had his children put the blood on the doorpost, put the blood on their house, put the blood over the post of the door. And when the angel of death came and passed over, listen, God is saying, apply his blood 
to the doorpost of your heart tonight. Apply his blood to every infirmity in your life. Apply his blood to every circumstance and situation. Apply his blood to everything when everything looks like death in your life. Everything looks hopeless in your life. When everything looks like it's not coming together in your life. Listen, apply his blood. Begin to plead and stand on the word of God and declare that the blood of God is speaking for you. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you will put faith, and if you will put faith in God, and faith in the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, when the angel of death will pass over you, then that angel of sickness and infirmity will pass over you. Then that angel of poverty and lack will pass over you. As you begin to put your faith in the cross, begin to put your faith in the Lord. Put your faith in the one who gave his son to you. Put the faith in the one that sent his Holy Spirit to you. Put the faith in the one that created you and created the earth and everything in it and everything above it and everything underneath it. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you're diligently seeking him tonight, if you're diligently seeking him tonight, then you can trust. That he is seeking you. He is seeking hearts that are fully his. Seeking hearts that are fully his. Where's your heart tonight? Where are you putting your trust tonight? Are you putting your trust in the Lord? Are you putting your trust in his word? Are you putting your trust in him tonight? Are you putting your trust in the world, in the system of the world? Are you putting your trust in the report and the praise of man? Praise God. Put your trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord at all times. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. Praise God, it's good to know that we have a comforter, we have a counselor, we have a guide and a friend in Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And if you're in Christ Jesus, You have the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And you can trust the spirit of truth that dwells inside of you will bring a discernment, will bring a peace, will bring a joy and restore to you the joy of your salvation and flood and spring up a well inside of your soul. See, in the presence of the Lord, 
There's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And listen, sometimes we need to choose to rejoice. We need to choose to be happy. We need to choose to be thankful in God. And as we become thankful, as we begin to sing praises to our God, as we begin to worship and glorify the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Bible says in Psalm 100, verse 2, come before his presence singing. In fact, let's, let's read Psalm 100 real quick. Praise God. All right, get all your Bibles, Old Testament. Give you a minute to get there. I need a minute. Ah, right, praise God. Here we are. But that wasn't a minute. But... Psalm 100, make a joyful noise. One of my favorites. It's short, but it's to the point. Make a joyful noise. Under the Lord, all you lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people. Are you his people today? Are you his people today? Are you his child? Are you his daughter? Are you his son? Praise God. He's a good God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Verse 3. I just want to stop there and meditate on that for a minute. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He's God, not you. That's what this is saying. You're not God. He is. The Lord does whatever he pleases. You're in his world today. You should be about his business doing your father's bidding. If you're doing the Father's bidding, well, you see, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only speak what I hear the Father speaking. You see, the Bible says to watch and pray. And when you pray, it's not about just speaking, and it's not even about listening. Sometimes you have to watch. You know, today my wife and I were driving through the city of Richardson and we're passing this um, Muslim mosque temple deal synagogue whatever you want to call it I call it a den of demons but you know whatever anyways (laughs) so we were passing this Muslim deal (laughs) and my, my wife bless her heart she looks over and she says yeah we just need to Claim that one for the kingdom of God. Look at that place. That's, that, that'll be our watchtower. And I looked up and I saw this big prayer. Well, it looked like a prayer tower. Of course, I don't know what they do in there. They conjure up their devils and do their little ditty. I don't know. God bless them. Lord, we 
we just pray for all the Muslim people, rip the scales off their eyes, take hate out of their heart and fill them with the Holy Ghost, fill them with the love of Jesus. Reveal Christ Jesus to them. Uh-oh. Well, praise God. Reveal Christ Jesus to them. So we just pray, Father God, for the Muslim people to show them that Jesus is Lord, show them the, the truth, the truth, the truth. God bless them. So anyways, my wife says, that would be the watch carrying. And I thought, you know, Jesus said, watch and pray. And we always talk about being a watchman on the wall and watching. And, and of course, if, if you've done any studies on spiritual warfare and the watchman, the, the watchman prayer and all that stuff, it's, it's all sounds great. It's good stuff. But the whole idea is you're not just praying and talking and you're not just listening to the Holy Spirit, but you're looking. You're looking. You're looking. And you need to be looking up ahead. You know, if you are serving God, if you are seeking God, if you're watching and praying faithfully, the Bible says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Not only will God tell you things, but he'll show you things. So you have spiritual ears, but you also have spiritual eyes, and a lot of times we need to get our spiritual goggles on, and we need to begin to see things in the spirit. We need to begin to ask God to show us what's going on and get our discernment in the Lord. But praise God, it's good to know that we have a God that we can enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Verse 4 of Psalm 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. See, you have to be thankful. If you're going to get into God's gates, if you're going to get into God's gates, And you got to be thankful. Have an attitude of gratitude. Look. If you got up today and you drew a breath, if you breathe, be thankful. Because it's the Lord that's giving you breath. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God that's sustaining your very life. And you can be thankful today. If you're in Jesus Christ, take another deep breath because that's real living. The Bible says we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And you know, Christ is the word that proceeded not only the mouth of God, but out of the heart of God. Not only did he declare what he heard from the mouth of God, but he was the very essence of the word. Praise God. So this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're going to go into a break here. Enter his gates in Thanksgiving. 
Let's strap this up. Intercourse phrase. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord he is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth. Get this, guys. His truth endures unto all generations. His truth will remain. His truth will stand. Praise God. Well, God bless everybody. We're going to go into a praise break. And I just want to take some time to worship the Lord. You know, we just talked about making joyful noise unto the Lord, serving Him with gladness, coming for His presence with singing. So, hey, let's get into His presence. Get into his presence. Show me. 
Well, praise God, we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio. Uh, feel free to check out the chat room. We are uh, posting information in the chat room. We've got a few different uh, radio ministers in there as well that are blog talk radio ministers. And God bless you. Looks like we got a new uh, brother in there, brother down under. God bless you tonight. Uh, feel free to check out the program and hang out for a little while. If uh, you guys want to call in, the number is 619-638-8458. Of course, we have our email going, prayerinternational at gmail.com. If you want to leave any information or prayer requests or comments, praise reports. We always like to hear praise reports and find out what God is doing. And we just love when people get to brag on God. We like to brag on God because we know it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. The Word of God says that the Word of God says that through Christ we can do all things, but apart from Him we can do nothing. So praise God. Just remember that that through Him you're more than a conqueror, and whatever you're facing. Whatever you're up against, whatever you're going through, whatever you've got to face as a challenge in your life, with God all things are possible. And if it's the Lord leading you in that area or in that direction or telling you to go forward, then God will get you through. God will remove your mountains. God will bring down your giants. Praise the Lord, he'll cause you to leap over a wall and run through a troop if you have to. So hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's get into the word. I know I was sharing a little bit of song, some hymns, spiritual song. We want to get into the word of God. Hallelujah. Just looking. Let's go. Uh, praise God. Don't even know where we want to go tonight. Let's go back into Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians 3. Okay. It says, well, let's just start and read all up to me, I guess. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me to you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Basically saying, look, I received Christ in the same dispensation, and God gave me a revelation, and now I'm writing about it. Okay, so verse 5. Which in no other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles by prophets, prophets by the Spirit. See, God is revealing... His son Jesus, 
the mystery of Christ, revealing it to holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. He's still doing that today. Okay, verse 6. The Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. Is his power working effectually in your life? Question. Think about verse 7. Are you a partaker of his promise in Christ by the gospel? You're a fellow heir. That means not just in Christ are you saved, but all the spiritual blessings that are in Christ are yours in Christ. What does Ephesians 1 say? It says, 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen in us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. And whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Okay, go ahead. I just love to read the word of God. So that was chapter 1, verse 1 through 8. So anyways, read it later. It's wonderful. It's just saying, look, in Christ we have not only salvation, but all spiritual blessings. There's a lot of benefits in the kingdom. Praise God. Let's continue. He says in verse 8, chapter 3, Unto me who am less and the least of all things is the grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ you realize there are riches in Christ that you can't fathom you can't search them out you can't spend a lifetime searching them out because you'll just see one after the other after the other after the other because there's not enough books to write about the riches of Christ the blessings Verse 9, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent and now into the principalities and powers of heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. God wants to reveal his manifold wisdom to you. God wants to reveal to you his wisdom. Verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which you purposed in Christ Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by him in faith. Listen, if you're in Christ, you can have access, you can have boldness, you can have confidence by the faith of him. You can come to God because of the blood of Jesus. You can come to God. You can have boldness. 
That's why the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost was to pour out boldness and make them bold witnesses for Christ. The reason you have a comforter is to give you confidence in God that you have a, a surety, you have an, a, a sure thing inside of you saying, hey, God is constantly pushing you forward because God is in you to want to do of his good pleasure. So you can have confidence. Verse 13, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knee. Do you bow your knee? Do you bow your knee? Do you pray? Now you don't have to posture yourself like that. There's many different postures of prayer. But do you pray? And when you pray, do you pray unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? In whom, of whom the whole family of heaven is named, the whole family of earth is named, that he would grant you, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. And this is what we call an apostolic prayer. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. This is a good prayer. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you would be rooted and grounded in love. Let's back up and think about that. We're going to pray. We're going to bow our knee to the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to pray this. This is what he says. We're going to pray that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory. See, there's a strength. There's an abundance. There's a provision that's in God. And it's according to the riches of his glory, not your human standard. This is what it does. To be strengthened with might by his spirit. That's how you're strengthened, it's by his spirit. Remember we said it's not by might, not my power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, it's getting good in here. God is so good. Hallelujah. All right, so you have verse 18. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height? You say that four times real fast. The breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Basically, this is the deal. The love of God, it's so big, you can understand the, the breadth of it. It's, it stretches so far, you can't understand the length of it. It goes so deep that you're never going to understand the depth of it. And it reaches so high that you're never going to understand the height of it. That's what it is. Can you comprehend? Can you comprehend it? With all the saints, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height? To know the love of God, verse 19, 
but you pass as knowledge. See, it, it, you just can't comprehend it. You can't fathom it. All you can do is experience. Quit trying to figure it out. Just let him love you. Just let God love you. Let the Lord reveal himself to you. This is why. This is why. Look, verse 19. It's coming up to why they wrote chapter 3 right here, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ with fast knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Do you want the fullness of God? Do you want everything God has for us? Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power, according to the power that works in us. See, now, if you want God to move on your behalf, it's according to the power that works in you. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus said it. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. But eternal life is to know the Father. The kingdom of God, it's inside of you. If you want God to move on your behalf, you have to have a connection with the Father. A powerful connection. It doesn't have to be super religious or weird or mystical. It just has to be real and genuine and intimate. And you have to just trust the Lord. So praise God. So just trust the Lord. So here we go. Look. According to the power that works in us, unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ through all ages, world without end. Amen. So that was chapter 3 of Ephesians. Look, we're going to take a praise break. Praise the Lord. Hey, you like praise break? Like praise break. Like praise break. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men. Example is he. The word became flesh and the light shined among us. His glory revealed. Living he loved me. Dying he saved me. Buried he carried my sins far away. Rising he
Australia, we want to bless everything going on in your life. If there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. And, of course, send in your info. Hey, those of you that are in the room, I know we had Patriot Greg in there. We just bless you, Patriot Greg, if you're still listening, and uh, anybody else. Uh, Sister Cheryl, Brother Joe, we've got a few guests in that are listening. And I just want to encourage you guys to continue to pray for Prayer International. If you would, lift us up. Pray for Brother Sean and his family. And pray for uh, my wife and I as well. And so, praise God. Well, uh, we just want to lift some prayer for you guys, you know. We want to pray for you. name of Jesus, we just thank you. Father, we just give you praise right now, Lord, for everything that you're doing. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for touching. Lord, everybody listening tonight, Father, for touching those in the chat room, those in the Facebook family, those that are listening on the blog talk radio, maybe they're on the archives later. We just thank you, Father God, for pouring out your spirit. Over our nation, we pray for the United States of America right now. We pray for our president, Obama, and his family. We pray for his cabinet. We pray for those that are leading our nation, Father, that you would move mightily by your spirit, bring a great awakening to our nation. Reveal Jesus Christ as Savior, as Healer, as Lord, as the Deliverer. And, Father, we thank you, Father God, that you're moving mightily in our nation and in the nations of the world. Father, we are speaking to nations right now, Lord. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Father, in uh, Australia, we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. Even in Japan, Lord, we're praying for the nation of Japan. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're pouring out your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you're pouring out your spirit, Lord God, over the people of Japan right now. They're u- you're using their crisis as an opportunity for your gospel to go forth. And we just encourage you to pray for Japan and what's going on over there. Continue to pray for them. And, Father, we pray for the nations of the earth that they would know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We pray, Father God, that you pour out your spirit and pour out your glory and the knowledge of Jesus as the waters cover the sea that you would establish your government, Lord Jesus Christ, over every nation, over every country, over every tribe and every tongue, that every knee would bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We just pray that not only those that name your name will be saved, but their households will be saved as well. And, Father, we pray for household salvation tonight. Whatever your family's name is, we just ask you to lift them up, call out their name right now. Father, we agree with every man, every woman, every child, every teenager that's listening tonight, that if they're calling out their family members right now, Father, we pray that Jesus Christ would come to their house, that household salvation, that mothers and fathers would come to Jesus, brothers and sisters would come to Jesus, cousins, aunts and uncles, grandparents, grandchildren, would come to Jesus. The parents and children would come to Christ. Lord, we thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Lord, we just give you praise, Lord God, for healing people tonight. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're a healer. We pray, Father God, for your healing to go forward. 
We thank you, Father God, for your spirit to touch anybody listening, that you would touch them in their bodies, touch them in their minds, touch them in their spirits. Father, strengthen them tonight, Lord, we just bless your holy name tonight, Father, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that you're a good God. Father, we thank you that you inhabit the praise of your people. Father, we just ask, Lord God, your will be done and your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done, Father. Let your kingdom come. Lord, just wash over the castles of sand when you're away. your waves of mercy, when your waves of grace, when your waves of truth begin to wash over our shore, your waves of love, Father, all the castles made of sand, Father, will fall down. Lord, you are building a, a castle out of living stones. Living stones. Your people are living stones. You're fitting them together to form a holy habitation of the living God where we can lift up the name of Jesus. We can be an altar of prayer and praise. Stones, living stones on the altar. Father, do that. We just join with our brothers and sisters and bless them tonight around the nation, around the world, around the globe. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would just smile on us, Lord. We pray, Lord God, for your spirit to go forth and your truth to go forth. We just thank you that Jesus Christ is Lord, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you care for us. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. We just pray your love would extend every man, every woman, every child that's listening tonight. That your love would extend to them. You would touch them in a real and living way. Touch them in a genuine way, Father. And we ask this in your holy name. Amen. Praise God. Look, we uh, want to encourage you. Keep us in prayer. We'll keep you in prayer. You can check out our email, prayerinternational at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. You can also check out our website at www.prayerinternational.org. And we just want to thank you. Uh, feel free. Uh, feel free to uh, email us. Feel free to check out the website. We've also got a 1-800 number on the website. We've got up. And you can check that out as well. And so praise God. Feel free to check us out. We will be praying for you. We are just declaring the love of God is going to wax strong in your life. God is not slack concerning his promises. So whatever you're believing him for, hold on. Don't lose hope. Because if you will faint not, listen, if you'll not if you'll not grow weary, if you'll not faint, you're gonna reap in due season. You're gonna reap in due season. Yeah. 
For all 